0: Welcome back in, Brady Farkas Show, right here on this Wednesday on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. I want to go right out to the phone line and bring on our guy, Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio host, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, weeknights 9 p.m. And, Freddie, I took your advice last week in the men's league. I kept shooting, but Uh I I worked the ball around earlier in the game, allowed myself to get more into the flow before I came out and chucked. I finished with 21
1: See, I told you. See, you pay attention to me, Brady, if you know it's good for you from that standpoint, <laughs> and you knew it was good for you. <laughs> I, 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 I
0: probably didn't take a shot for the first four minutes of the game. Then I went four for four from three. Then I missed a bunch, uh, and then I got hot at the end again a little bit.
1: It, you know what it is when you allow the game to come to you, but when the opportunity presents itself, <laughs> then you take advantage of it. That's always the essence of not just individual sports, but also team sports, that when that moment is there and your teammates know it, and they continue to feed you, that confidence raises itself for you and makes everybody better.
0: I'm like Chet Holmgren, minus the seven foot tall, but like I'm that thin, not quite that thin, but close to that thin. So going in the lane is not fun for me, Freddie. Like I, I just like to stand outside and float around and shoot.
1: Well, you use the right word, float around. You can use the float in the lane. You don't need to get that close <laughs> to the rim if you're worried about contact. If you're able to hit that little floater in the in between area from five to eight feet right around the free throw line. You can solve a lot of problems by doing that.
0: You know, it's it's a it's a men's league. It's not pickup. It's a real league, but it is it, there are no refs, so it's still call your own foul. So going into the lane, I don't oh. get rewarded for free throws. So it's like, why am I going to go if all I'm going to do is get hit and get to take the ball out on top?
1: Yeah, you know what? I've never heard of a men's league not having referees because usually, if you have those kind of leagues, they have at least one or two referees. So. How does that go when guys are calling their own fouls? Because I played pickup where guys get hot and bothered. If they not call for a foul, they call for a foul. So what is that like playing in a men's league where you have stats but no referees?
0: Everybody's good, and we play at a high school, so there's always school personnel on the ground, so everybody knows to be on good behavior. Where people don't okay. like it is when the game is close, like inside a minute yep. to play, and somebody calls mm-hmm. a calls an unnecessary foul in order to retain possession.
1: Yeah, there's always that one guy that, let's say, doesn't play well, and he's trying to look for a way to have an advantage for his team, and he'll call a phantom foul. Oh yeah, I've been around plenty of those guys <laughs> in my lifetime. Who, when, when you hoop it up on the ESPN
0: campus, who, who's the guy that? Uh, I don't. You got a lot of good hoopers on the ESPN campus, but who's the guy that could fill it up? <laughs>
1: Man, we got some killers on our campus because Devin Kane, who works in ESPN radio side, he can play. Alan Yates, part of the morning show, he can play. Billy Trice, who works with us at night on Freddie Fitzsimmons, he can play. I'm just naming people in our department, but there are plenty of other guys (laughs) that work in other departments. There's one of my friends named Miles, who looks like Draymond Green, but she's (laughs) a lot better than him. He's from Texas. He's really good. We've had players who used to work here that have gone on other places that I love playing pickup with them, like Stan Barrett, really good pickup player. Doug Gottlieb, of course, without any question about that, another friend of my name. Um, I call him Big Mark, Mark Brown, was always a good basketball player. So we've been very lucky that anybody who has worked here or has not worked here to come by and play it's always been guys who could really, really play and knew how to play the game.
0: Well, very, very cool. I would uh, love to watch an ESPN pickup game sometime. Hey, let's move over to the Patriots news. Patriots trade Nikhil Harry. And uh, look, as far as I'm concerned, they're lucky they got anything, right? Seventh-round pick in two years. I know it's a very light return, but he was going to get cut as far as I was concerned. I'm not in the business Mm -hmm. of piling on unnecessarily. So at this point... I'm just happy for Harry. He's going to get a chance to move on, and I'm happy the Patriots got something.
1: Yeah, because if you're the Patriots, you knew it was not going to continue to work, and when you draft a guy in the first round, I don't care if it's the first pick in the draft, Brady, or the last pick of the first round. You expect that guy to be an impact player, especially more than ever in modern football. If you're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round, you're expecting that he's going to be an all-pro in the Pro Bowl within two to three years, because those are the kind of wide receivers that are coming out of college now. And to Harry, fit the part that the Patriots are going to do, a big physical receiver, a guy who can make those kind of tough catches and really flip the field against the defense. He was never able to find that comfort zone. And I wonder if he's better as maybe a slot-wide receiver and not an X-Y receiver or wide receiver on the outside. So I wonder, by going to Chicago Bears, maybe replacing Allen Robinson, who is that slot kind of guy that could work on those kind of matchups, I wonder if that's going to be a better situation and a better position for him when it comes to Nikhil Harry getting traded by the Patriots.
0: You know, you have to think – obviously, we talked last week about the Patriots and Taequann Thornton, who they drafted in the second round mm-hmm. this year out of Baylor. You have to wonder why organizationally it was a failure for Nikhil Harry. I mean, I so – like I'm trying to figure out how does this not get repeated again? Is it just that Harry is not as good a player and, and it's simple as that? Did Belichick do something? Was Tom Brady not nurturing enough of a rookie receiver? Was Cam not good enough when he was here? Is it all of the above? How do we make sure this doesn't happen again?
1: You don't because there are no guarantees when you draft somebody because how many times we've seen that someone's highly regarded and they don't fit and somebody you don't think of and they become a Julian Edelman yeah. for the New England sure. Patriots. That's why I always tell people that drafting is an inexact science. You look at the quarterback position. Many people looked at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs traded up to get him, and people said, why would you do that? Patrick Mahomes is now the biggest, baddest boy in the NFL jungle. Meanwhile, the Chicago Bears traded up for Mitchell Trubisky, and people wondered about that, and that didn't work well. Look at Josh Allen coming out of college for Wyoming, and people said, Man, he hasn't completed 60% of his passes. How's that going to transfer to the National Football League? They don't look at the fact that a lot of his receivers either graduated or got injured the year he played as a senior. So he's essentially throwing the guys who were basically walk-ons the year before. He gets to the NFL, and now Josh Allen is an elite quarterback. So you never know what a player is going to be able to do because the NFL is very unforgiving. We've seen the streets loaded with players that you thought were going to be prime players and that washed out. But then you get a J.J. Watt who played at a mid-American conference school the first three years. He goes to Wisconsin and now he's a future Hall of Famer. That's always been the beauty about evaluation because one person, Brady, may see one thing and think, oh, yeah. Another person may see the same person say, oh, no, look at Lamar Jackson. Many people said he's going to play wide receiver in the National Football League. He's in line for a big contract. He has a big year for the Baltimore Ravens. That's always been the beauty of not only the NFL draft, but people evaluating for teams and hoping and praying that a pick is going to work out and not blow up in their face.
0: You know, last year, obviously, we had the Cam and Mac storyline, and that dominated Patriots training camp and Patriots preseason. Now, we're going to be, and I'm on vacation next week, so I'm not going to get a chance to do real lead in to Pats training camp. When I come back, in two weeks what do you think is mm-hmm. going to be the 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 big story out of patriots training camp
1: it's still going to be who's calling plays because that's yeah, the storyline that is going to dominate I'm, i think another part of storyline should be what kind of reins are they going to put on and not put on mac jones when it comes to his second year in the National Football League, because once teams were able to stop that running game and the Pages did not have that thumper on the outside that really could tilt the defense, then they really made Mac Jones play left handed. They made the Pages play left handed because they weren't worried about a deep passing game. That should be the storyline going into the season. But when you have a young quarterback and you move down from kill, Harry, you got two quality tight ends, you hope that the running game in the offensive line is going to be better, and you draft the thorn in the second round, who's going to do that and employ those weapons to make your quarterback better in the second year? Is it going to be a Matt Patricia offense, a Joe Judge offense, a combination of both? Who knows? But that's going to be the biggest question because Bill Belichick can try to use that bait and switch and not say it's not a problem. But more than ever before modern football, you've got to make sure you employ your weapons. We see what the Chargers done with Justin Herbert, Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, the Las Vegas Raiders with Derek Carr, Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can't just out-scheme people and think that's going to work. Whatever scheme you're going to put in place, you better make sure that that scheme is going to magnify your quarterback and not completely divide your quarterback and reduce him in his second year in the league in Mac Jones.
0: Freddie Coleman of ESPN Radio with us here on the Brady Farkas Show and WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. On the Celtics front, uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari were introduced yesterday. They both said all the right things. Gallinari talked about you know, playing for the Celtics and talking about Larry Bird and Brogdon talked about sacrificing to try to win a championship. Everybody says the right thing on July 12th. Do you, do, you, do you buy it all as we head into next season?
1: I completely buy it because the one thing that people have to realize that they missed about that press conference, Brady, was that Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari clearly know why they're being brought in to make sure that this team does not go through offensive lulls when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown get slowed down a little bit. That was the one thing that was consistently missing either off the bench or their basketball team. Some nights would be Marcus Smart, some nights would be Al Horford. You're going to have a healthy Robert Williams coming back. So not only are you going to get that quality scoring off the bench and Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari, but you've gotten longer. And Danilo Gallinari is not a great defender, but he's 6'11", feet. Malcolm Brogham, I know, is a great, a great defender. can guard three positions in the NBA, and he can play the point guard position, six five and six six. That was the one thing, Bray, that people missed about that press conference was the fact that these two clearly understand what they were brought here to do, and that is to bring offensive punch, that offense continuity, and more importantly, make it so that everybody has a role to find. They know what their roles are going to be, so, yeah, I'm completely buying because they have bought in exactly why they've been brought to the Boston Celtics to make sure they don't fall short if they get in the NBA Finals once again.
0: Freddie Coleman. Freddie, I'm going to miss you on vacation next week, but uh, we will talk in two weeks, and uh, we'll have Patriots training camp to be getting ready for.
1: Yeah, same here, my brother. Enjoy the vacation. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks, Brady. Take care.